It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether it's kind of a limousine or just kind of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common other than we're all isolated in our own homes. Normally, we're sitting around a table at a bar. Lately, we've been going to the Maple Leaf on Oak Street. But um, the current coronavirus social distancing issue has meant that we have to stay home. So we're meeting on Zoom instead. And uh, last week, we decided to do an interesting experiment and open up the whole of the show to anybody who wanted to join us. And uh, in all the years we've been doing the show, we've never had any real pornography on here until last week. So it was pretty exciting, Andrew, don't you think? I, um, I was a big fan of last week's show. <laughs> I think it was one of the best things we've ever done, but unfortunately... I second that. It was certainly the best thing that's ever been done to us. Yeah, it was great. We had, we had naked men, we had apes fucking, we had anime sex. Yep. We had people Although, talking Russian. You no, know, I have a question. Why? Why did they have to blur out the the dick in the anime set? It's an anime dick. You have to blur out a, a drawn dick. I hadn't thought about the answer to that question. I hadn't even noticed that it happened. Yeah, I guess that makes it more exciting somehow. Hmm. Like you anyway, can use your imagination. It was it was quite a show. Anyway, so later on, we've we've done this before where we've given up the the the. Uh, zoom link for people to call in and it had been more successful than it was last week i think i guess the word had gotten out further around the internet and more people had found it so now we've anyway we've figured out a system now where we can actually do this and have people call in allegedly and not be hijacked by russian porno trolls allegedly right. if we got that figured out so somewhere in the course of the show today we're going to try and then see um if anyone wants to come join us in the meantime we do have some special guests here. Alison Herrera is here. Hi, Alison. Hey, how's it going? We're good, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm just so sick of this whole quarantine bullcrap, but I'm sure everybody is. So, other you than look that, great. You've oh, got makeup on and a nice looking shirt, at least. Yeah, yeah. So, y'all kind of gave me a reason to look like a human being today. So, <laughs> I decided to actually wash my hair, put on a <laughs> Shirt, <laughs> do the whole nine yards. Have you been looking like crap normally otherwise? Um, I've been doing this thing where I don't wash my hair for a while. And on the third day, I'll do French braids, fifth day, maybe add in some dry shampoo. Technically, today's day four, but I broke that regime just for y'all. So, <laughs> so you can go five days without washing your hair. Mm, I mean, I shouldn't, but I have. You do. And so a French braid and then we'll, we'll hide the sins. And then what did you say? Dry shampoo? Yeah, dry shampoo. What is that? So, um, it's just pretty much just like hairspray, but it takes all the sweat and grease and whatever. And it just, I don't know, cleans it, I guess. I don't know if it does actually clean it. Can you only use that on your hair or could you spray that on other parts of your body as well? You could probably put it on your beard. <laughs> Well, I wasn't thinking of that. Could you spray it? <laughs> Does it only work on hair, though? Could you spray it on your, you know, like body? Body. I think it's Maybe. a hair thing. I don't. I don't know. 
I wash, I wash my body every day. I don't have a need do, for that. Do you have a can of that on you? Oh, I'll go get it. I'll yeah, go get, go it. get a can of it. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yeah. Sage Rouge yeah, is here. Yeah. Sage, have you? Of course. It's a, it's a girl thing. It's a girl thing. It's huh? definitely. It's a good road tool. It is a good road tool. Yeah, especially for musicians, like going on the road, not knowing when your next shower is going to be all the time. You're welcome. It's kind of important. Yeah. You're very welcome yeah. to everybody who's a musician. I'm about to go grab it. So, but yeah, go grab it. Andrew, yeah, do you ever use that when you're on the road? <laughs> Miles Weeks uses that all the time. He, he does. He's, he's, he's a, got you know, long hair. Audio hair. And, Sage, uh, what are you, Sage, what are you drinking? That looks interesting. Oh, thanks. I'm drinking champagne. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Oh, damn it. So you are. I don't know. Look, you guys, last time I was on this podcast, we were at, what was it? It wasn't Gossip Gossip. It was somewhere cool, though. And it was somewhere Maybe. hip with like really fun uh, drinks. It wasn't Maple Leaf. I love the Maple Leaf, but was it, it was somewhere that had maybe it was, it, was Wayf- it was Wayfair. Wayfair. It was Wayfair. You're totally right. Yeah. It, and they had like these specialty cocktails. And one of them had like, I don't know, pear flavored liqueur and champagne and stuff. And it was delicious. And was delicious. so I, uh, it made me think of, of uh, champagne to be honest. It again. was a something or other 75. What do they call it? French 75. French 75. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's the tip of the hat to, to Wayfair, long gone now. I guess they're lucky they yeah. got out those guys. They're lucky to get out of Wayfair before they, everything went to So you're just drinking champagne right out of the bottle? Right out of a tiny little bottle. That's Isn't get cute? more rock and roll I than think that. it's cute. All right. <laughs> and talking of rock and roll, Vincent Giovanni is here as well from the Thanks band Spylights. Hello. Good. Now, how are you, Grant? I'm good. I can barely hear you still, though. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to have to get real close to the mic then. You, you have the loudest voice of anybody here, too. That's the funny thing. <laughs> can everybody else hear me fine? Yeah. You're in there. Is it just okay. me? Yeah, Thomas says we can hear you fine. The Xerox says we can. Okay. So, Vincent, how's it going? I see you've got some pretty impressive-looking tattoos here on this from this angle. They're just built up for over the years and uh, faded a little bit, you know, so they, they're, gen- they're a little more genuine. They look, they look good. How is Spy Lights going, the new band? Everything's going real good. We played our first show at the end of the year in November in 2019. And uh, we just played uh, about a month ago with Haken uh, at Southport Hall. And uh, we're, everything's going real good. We're actually about to leave in about a month to fly up to Washington, D.C. to go uh, record with uh, Taylor Lawson from Periphery. So we got a lot of things on the plate. We're just uh, waiting around during the quarantine. You know. So you think in one month you're going to be flying around doing shows or going to a recording Maybe studio? Maybe not flying. If we have to, we'll drive. But it's uh, it's an 18-hour drive or something like that to uh, Washington, D.C. But either way, we're going to make it there and uh, record. Washington, D.C. What is in Washington, D.C. that you can't do here? Uh, well, the guy, studio, the producer, uh, his his name is Taylor Larson. He also he also do, he does a bunch of big bands, and it, that's where his studio is located. And I and I'd, I'd much rather go work in his workspace than have him come in, uh, come do something down here at some studio he's never used or something. So I figured we'd just go up there and do it. So you're taking the whole band? Yeah, we're all going. We record the new single and um, one and the first single off the new EP. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm really pumped up about it. Well, congratulations. So Sage, what's your connection? Are you in this band? I'm in this band. I play the saxophone with these guys. And so it's you're really a saxophone awesome. player in Spylights, but you're not allowed to hang out in the same room as them. Well, it's quarantine. I'm at home, social distancing. You know, I'm trying to be good about it. What about the other guys in this band? They're all in the same room with you, I see. Who are these other people here? What's up, man? I'm Brett. I'm the drummer. This is our drummer, Brett. Tommy, our bass player. Okay, so you don't care about these guys getting coronavirus. <laughs> 
Sage, who you're isolated. Probably immune to it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. And Brian Hudson is here as well. Brian, hi. Hi. Pleased to meet you. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you. I, I've been fascinated by your very short bio here that Graham DePonte, our producer, sent me. Uh huh. Because it says you're a comment. I mean, in New Orleans, you can do two things. Nobody minds if you're, you know, waiting tables and a poet. But your combination of things is fascinating to me. You're you're an actual like a a, a talk therapist. Yeah, I mean, I'm in training like to like get a full license to do it. But I've been like you know through the academic portion of training, and I'm uh, working. So what what does that mean? Does that mean you're a psychologist? Is that what talk therapy? Uh, like I have a master's degree in counseling. In counseling. Yeah. And then the other string to your bow. As it is, is you as it was, you're a um, you're a street performer. Yeah, 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 totally. I've so been bucking since I moved to New Orleans in 2012. Where did you move from? Austin. What did you do there? Uh, mostly music stuff. I mean, I kind of you know would do other things when I needed to, but that was my my main hustle, I guess. Did you move to New Orleans with a view of getting into the music business, or? specifically come here to perform on the street i would I mean i was probably well no neither really i think i was mostly just escaping uh austin just you know it's my hometown and i uh felt like i needed a, a change you know and new orleans was like a kind of a dream city of mine since i was like a little kid coming to the quarter and all right so i think i came here on kind of false pretenses you know just thinking that it was like something that it wasn't you know but i like it you know What's it like performing on the street? Uh, it's really complicated. You know, you like, you play kind of by the hour, like you work by the hour. It's very <laughs> um, money centric. Um, mm -hmm. You got to kind of like contend, like you like look at your fellow musicians more as like, I think it's a little more of a competition than it is like a, a place for people to collaborate at least you know if you're not in if you're not in somebody's band if you're in somebody's band and you're like really uh really in it together but um it's very seasonal there's like um you know it's kind of like tending bar i think in this in this town it's just like the spring and the fall or like great times to be street performing in the summer and the winter well this is obviously a pretty bad time because there's nobody on the street yeah, I think this is a really hard time for a lot of people trying to make a living playing music on the streets and just in other places too, of course. Are there any streets where there are people like uptown, like at the park or something? Are there any streets where people play, you mean? No, but with the streets where people go, I mean, there's no one in the French Quarter. Right oh, yeah. Have I don't you know. about just playing in Audubon Park? Audubon's a little crowded. Allison, are you, you're an uptown girl, Allison. Yeah, I actually live on the border though of Jefferson and Orleans. So my address is Orleans, but all my taxes are Jefferson. So I get the best of both worlds. <laughs> so do you have the can of stuff now? Yeah, I do. So <laughs> this right here is dry shampoo, everyone. All my performers take a nice look. So the brand that I use is Living Proof, um, but I'm sure you can find whatever. And you shake it up. Living Proof, okay. <laughs> You take a brush or whatever you want to do and you just spray it in just as you would with hairspray and you let it sit and you kind of put it in and it takes all the grease or whatever out. 
see. I washed my hair already, so it's not really <coughs> special for me. But that that uh, is kind of frightening. Like, what what's in it? What's the active ingredient that takes grease out of hair? You know, I'm not really sure, but it says it's extremely flammable in bold <laughs> letters. <laughs> Do you have a cigarette lighter? Not, yeah, not by me at the second. I can go run and get one of those too. What, why do you have a cigarette lighter? Are you a smoker? No, I'm actually not. I light a lot of candles and. Um, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, I thought it might have been actually. weed that you were smoking. Do you, do you have a bong? Do I have a what? Uh, do I have a bong? Yeah. yeah. Grant, asking the big questions. Well, you know, I thought maybe so. while everyone's at home, everyone could get their bong out still, at the same we're time. Still we'll you though, if you do, though, we'll see you very soon. Okay. Well, I don't have this highly flammable stuff. That'd be kind of interesting to try, though. No, I know. I mean, it's really interesting and it smells really good. So, Does I, it? yeah, it smells really good. I've it never even, Asher, have you ever heard of this stuff? Yeah, I've heard of it before. Have you guys I've all never, I've never used it, though. I don't clean my hair. <laughs> Asher, where are you today? There's a dartboard I see in the background. I live in my mother's basement. I'm finally using my <laughs> master's degree, I guess. Okay. So you're still in Arkansas. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Now, what happened to the girlfriend with the baby? Uh, they all went back to New Orleans. Okay. Yesterday. It's Just eerily yesterday. quiet. Well, what made you want to stay in mom's basement? Um, I don't have anything to return to. Um, in terms of like work opportunities, yeah, well, nobody has nobody has any work to return to. Right, so it's uh, safer here. For okay. me. <laughs> in terms of not getting sick, or in the terms of not getting distracted by uh, both, both. Um, I can I I can um, do chores for my mom in exchange for food. Nice. So okay. we'll yeah. work for food. Yeah. <laughs> What's she been making? Oh man. All kinds of stuff. We had gumbo uh, yesterday. We had, we've had, um, we ate quite a bit of spaghetti while the girls were here, because it's um, easy, I guess, to make a lot of it, and kids go for spaghetti. Um, we made chicken and dumplings out of a chicken that we killed. That, wow. and then, <laughs> uh, and then we um, scalded it and plucked it, cooked it. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was okay. really it was really good too. But the one step that I missed in the whole like chicken making process was that I left the intestines inside, oh. which um, which turned out like uh, not um, not so bad. I mean, I don't think it affected the taste that much. We took all that out after it was already boiled, though. Mm. So I'm sure there was like literally chicken feces in it, right. and there were hard boiled wow. eggs inside of the chicken. Oh yeah! Wow, cool. Yeah. And, Is this uh, the first chicken you've ever killed? Uh, no, I, I mean, I personally, yes. I have been around while this process has happened many times in my life, but um, this was the first time I was like this instrumental in the process, I guess. So how do you kill it? Well, none of us were confident that we'd be able to wring its neck like my grandma always used to do. She'd just go out there into the chicken run and like snatch it up and swing it around her head one time like a lasso and then bam, it's a headless dead chicken in the dirt and then you just go from there. But we uh, were going to, um, we kicked around the idea of cutting its head off like that you see them doing in the TV shows. But uh, we couldn't find, um, I think that most mostly we lacked the confidence but we also couldn't find a very good ax or stump. <laughs> At the same stump. time, you need a good stump. 
So yeah, we shot it in the, in the head with a twenty-two <laughs> pistol. Is what happened. Wow. Okay. Right. <laughs> Does it blow its head right off? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Went right through it. <laughs> a twenty-two bullet just goes right into a chicken's head. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's the most Arkansas thing I've heard in a very long time, dude, for sure. Suey. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so when you were a kid, your grandmother used to kill chickens yeah. frequently, like regularly. Uh-huh, sometimes, yeah. They would just, like, go pick. Like, my mom controls the size of her flock now, kind of carefully. But I don't think that was something that anybody cared to do back in the day. So they would just go get some and eat them every now and then. So what part of Arkansas are you in? I'm I'm in like rural Arkansas. Yeah, I, sure. I am very very um, far in the middle of the woods. Uh, it's this town called uh, Shirley. Officially, is where I am. It's next to a place called Greer's Ferry Lake. It's kind of like north central Arkansas, eighty or so miles north of Little Rock, like due north. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if there was a store near you. There is. There's a grocery store that's like up at the top of the hill at which I am at the bottom of. Okay. So you could have yeah. just gone up the hill and got a Gotten chicken. a chicken? Yeah. Uh, I suppose I could have done that. Yeah. There's no fun. Yeah, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as much fun, though. That. No, it's not like you could have. And then he wouldn't have this, he wouldn't have this wonderful story. <laughs> it's an interesting quarantine story, that's for sure. Uh, I was born in Arkansas, and when my parents first moved there, they were, like, meeting all of my dad's co-workers and my mom, who's, like, this very prim and proper, like, New Englandite or whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, was meeting, was making the rounds, and she met one of my dad's co-workers' wives, who's, like, like proudest moment that had just happened within the last six months was that she was a pinup girl and hustler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That wasn't where I thought That's this was going awesome. at all. Wow. She's very proud of that. It was like, and wow. she came from rural Arkansas. As one should be. Uh, yeah. Well put, Sage. What happened to Hustler? <laughs> yeah, I can't answer that question. I have no idea, dude. Well, the, the, one, on, the one on the uh, one on Bourbon Street is boarded up right now. Is it the, the Hustler so, Club? Yeah. Allison, you're in the media, wow. right? Yeah. You're, you're a filmmaker? So I actually do video for advertising. Um, I do websites too, and we're in the middle of a podcast studio, but, um, this little virus has set us behind, but yeah. So you make commercials, you make video commercials. Well, I focus mainly on digital advertising. I used to work in news and, you know, you could see TV kind of declining a little bit. So that's why I like to focus on digital a little bit more. It gets more people bank for their buck. So so what do you make? What do I make? Like, yeah, like advertisements? You make short films for like social media? Yeah, so think of it as kind of like, I don't know, feature stories from news channels for people's companies. So they'll show it on Facebook and then from there other companies who I work with will support them and repost it and things like that. So if it's, um, if it's a dry shampoo company, We'll do a little video talking about how to use it or the company's story or what makes this dry shampoo unique. Pretty much each company gets something tailored a little bit different. So I wouldn't necessarily do how to use 
this and then for another person how to use something else. I just know that um, what to do based on data research, all that good stuff. So that's what used to be called a commercial, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty much, you know, a commercial, but not really because there's more series to it. Unless I just have like a um, turn and burn client who wants like more of a commercial turn and then I won't hear from for another year. Yeah. So one of my clients, um, he's a personal attorney here in New Orleans. His name's Chip Forstall and we do Chip's Tips. So hey, he takes month, care of it all. Yeah. He takes care of it all, including this beautiful house that I live in and my groceries. Um, but okay. yeah, so for him, we do Chip's Tips and we do three videos each month talking about personal injury tips or staying safe in New Orleans, things like that. So it's not really like hey, we can get you this much amount of money or hey, call Chip. It's just more of like a a personal service announcement kind of, you know, from your friendly neighbor, Chip, things like that. So it's still advertising, but it's not so commercially. So that way he'll influence his viewers or potential customers into, you know, knowing, oh, Chip is a great guy. I can trust him, blah, blah, blah. Let me work with next him. Time next time I get run over by an 18 wheeler or something. Yeah, next time a Mardi Gras float runs over me, I'm going right. to call Chip. <laughs> and does this sort of thing work? Yeah, it works all the time. I think um, it's projected that Facebook is just going to be predominantly video within the next two years. I mean, video, what we do is digital advertising in general, but we focus heavily on video because video is truly the king of content. And as opposed to a commercial on TV, when you media buy, I'm sure some of y'all might be familiar with media buying. You have to pick, you know, what what channel you want to put it on, what outlet, you know, do I want to put it for Cox Cable, Direct TV? Who am I selling it to? Whereas when you do it digital, it's all online. Anybody can access it. Anybody can share it. So it's just, I personally think it's more bang for your buck. Um, but that's just my opinion. And apparently a lot of people believe in me and my opinion too. So that's how we share a lot of people's um, information, work, all that good stuff. So. Hey, cool. Is Chip yeah. Forstall the one that did the commercials with a bunch of New Orleans musicians uh, yeah. or you know, singers? Yep, yep, yep. So I don't have my hand in any of those, but okay. I work with his marketing team who do. So yeah, I do more of the digital stuff. For him. Do you know if Chip handled any of those musicians' legal fees, and that was the the turnaround, or <laughs> did they just get paid? Unfortunately, I don't know any nitty gritty details. I think maybe they just got paid. <laughs> don't quote me on it, though. Don't quote me. Would that be yeah. worth, Andrew? Like having legal fees taken care of as a musician? Depends on what you're guilty of, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Talking of meeting, you get a ticket, just singing his commercial. <laughs> Vincent Giovanni and Spylights. What about playing us something we're seeing while you're all set up here in the studio where you're way less than social distancing? <laughs> no problem. We're, we're totally down to do it. All right. Okay. So um, we're going to play a song for you called The Empath, and uh, we have a music video for this one. And they can check it out on YouTube if they like. I hope anybody can hear. I hope you can hear better than me, everybody else. Yeah, it's discernible. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start muting everyone. Can y'all hear that? Yeah. Are you playing anything currently? Can you, play, can you hear that? Sounds like a guitar. All right. All right, let's get started. Y'all ready? <clears throat> 
I was waiting for the drums to come in and everything. We did the drums in before, but something happened with those too. So. <laughs> Damn. What happened to them? Uh, I don't know. We had some routing problems with them not coming through, but they were recording, but not coming through. This weird. is a complicated. That's a great song. You still have the greatest voice. Thank you so much. I'm actually a little bit hoarse right now, and uh, my guitar's out of tune, but that means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you were the... You had this band called the Scorseses back in the day there. Yeah, with Sage. With Sage. That's right. That's Yay! when we first met you. What, way I'm back in everything. That's cool. <laughs> in the Casa Borrega days. Yeah, That's right. Great times. That was, a, that was a great band. Thank you very much. So this is the nucleus of that band still, or is it just the two of you? Uh, long story short, when Scorseses broke up, um, I kind of, you know, 
went, I, I went into this mode of I can't depend on anybody anymore. I just started writing tons of songs. You know, I recorded every instrument for them. I just sat around and wrote probably close to 100 songs. So now right. I have a full band of uh, band members, and, uh, and we're actually gigging and doing our thing now. So it took me forever to find them, but now I have them, you know. So it's a whole dip. This is a whole different project completely. Yes, whole different project. A little bit different uh, genre-wise musically. I know you can't tell by the acoustic and stuff, but we're we kind of jump all over the place from like rock to metal to blues to to alternative stuff. So, and are you um, are you taking this whole when you take this whole band? Are, are you are you doing stuff live on face on like on this live streaming stuff from your house under this these conditions? Not really. I mean, we I did like a little uh, acoustic video just to put it out there because, you know, I felt I just felt like I needed to get it out. And I'm sure we're all missing playing and stuff. But other than that, I haven't really done any live stuff. Or anything. Right. Because Andrew has been doing a bunch of live stuff from his place there, right? I, I did a couple. I got another one on Saturday. You've got one coming up on Saturday. They mm -hmm. seem to be pretty successful. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if the word gets out and, and uh, you know, you can keep it keep a decent stream going for an hour then you know then you have the world you have the internet you know so just, uh, i love that band so i've been doing that mm -hmm. yeah. allison which band do you love no i just love that band so i've been doing that in general because, oh, that oh yeah you know i feel like it just gives you something to do i think it was last week i went to my parents house i'm not socially this thing's in from my parents and <laughs> Um, I, I saw that there was one on Facebook, and so we turned it on, put it on the big TV, and just ate dinner and hung out. It was just nice. Mm -hmm. Who did That's you watch? Um, we watched Chapel Heart. Well, They're great. Yeah. Aren't yeah. they from Arkansas? They're from Mississippi. I think they're from, yeah, I think they're from Mississippi. Um, but I know they're redoing their little thing today, too. Okay. So. And is it working... Andrew, do you think it's working for people? Are people making money out of this? You know what I was thinking is uh, I feel really lucky that this didn't happen five years ago because I wouldn't have made any money doing this five years ago because I wouldn't have had uh, any sort of following whatsoever, you know, to to reach out to. But, right. um, you know, I've been touring for, you know, at least that long and, and building a little bit of a base so now i can reach out and say hey we're starting a patreon hey we're doing the live stream thing and so that's feeling really encouraging but i i you know i'm i've been thinking about the the entrepreneur or the creative the artist who is just kind of starting something out and now they just have to wait you know and create but it's hard to outreach when you don't have a fan base just yet and that might just be about timing well, it does feel like this has been going on forever, but it's only been a month, I suppose. Uh -huh. Yeah, but how long does this go on? I'm, I've been thinking about that in terms of, you know, uh, the the phrase has been slow rollout. What does that look like for a tour? Is a slow rollout <laughs> going to be touring friendly? Uh, no, you know, so when when does a tour become viable again? You know, I don't think that there's an answer to that question yet. I don't know, but the, what we're hearing now is that the mayor is saying, and then I heard Billy Nungesser say this, the lieutenant governor who's the, you know, in charge of recreation, culture, and tourism, which is a good combo. Mm -hmm. They're basically all saying, let's not do anything this year at all. Let's have no jazz fest. Let's have no French quarter fest. Let's have no nothing. Yeah. So I assume that includes playing in a 
bar. That includes tipatinas and maple leaf I, and so on. I would imagine you, you might you might turn tipatinas into like a fixed chair scenario where it's a hundred cap instead of five hundred cap, and you can go and sit in that chair and that's it. <laughs> you know, maybe and it's even, that. Even then, if tipatinas did that and someone catches coronavirus, right, right, like from a legal standpoint. Mm. They can mm. sue Tipitinas for Chip having that. Chip Forstall comes back in. Chip, I, I Chip would, is back, man. Yeah. Chip is back. Yeah, I would imagine Chip, the tough but, part of that is to to prove that Tipitinas is where that person caught the coronavirus. Uh, I guess maybe if a bunch of them caught it that same night, that's probably possible, traceable. But like there's yeah. a bunch of places in New Orleans I could probably. Yeah, but are that. we are we ever going to get to the day where you don't catch it at all, ever? No, it's a virus. It's going to come back every year, like the flu. Say, the Jack, problem you're is, in the health, aren't you in the healthcare business? For, at some, no, some level? not even a little bit. No. Not at all? <laughs> no, I've been a professional saxophonist for my entire adult life. Oh, I thought you looked after kids or something. Or am I thinking of someone else? It's got to be somebody else. Although, else, I mean... Who else plays I, a saxophone who's a woman who looks after kids? Is there someone else? I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, Let me... Oh, I forgot. Let me check my female saxophonist database. Have a fast. look at the database and see who it is. <laughs> So you haven't ever done anything else except play the saxophone for your whole entire, entire adult life? That's not entirely true. I was a bartender for about four years through college, but I was also a professional saxophonist through that. So I, and I stopped bartending because I got too many gigs. I was touring too often. So I had to, had to stop having a day gig, which was cool. It was wow, nice so to be a full-time musician. That is pretty impressive that you've made a living playing the saxophone yeah. your whole life, isn't it? I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I yeah. felt very lucky to get as far as I have in the time that I've been spending doing this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's sort of the worst possible moment to be a full-time professional musician. So I don't yeah, know. It's the worst Maybe possible I had moment else. to be employed as anything right now, though. True, You're actually no worse also, off than anybody else right now. Well... Anybody else, but you know, people who have essential jobs maybe have a little, maybe a little bit of a user time. Maybe not. Maybe they're just like super overworked too now that they're the only people working. But I was going to mention Andrew was talking about doing live streams on Facebook and stuff, which is really cool for singers and singer songwriters and people who can play an instrument and sing at the time, same time or play solo acts or even small trios and stuff. But for somebody who plays saxophone, it's kind of difficult to do that sort of mm. a thing because I can't really play. Marketing. You got a digital market yourself, girl. Mm. Allison, I, what no, would you what would you tell Sage? How do you how do you get out there as a saxophone player? Right. I mean, you can do a few things. I mean, I know one of them you totally probably don't want to do is you can offer little lessons how to play saxophone or whatever, or you know, kids who are at home and they do band and <laughs> you want to you want to sing your song? You want to hear? Here you go, sing it. Hot dog, hot dog, diggity dog. Hot dog, hot dog, diggity dog. Nice yeah. job, Leah. Woo. Good, thank you. Very cool. Nice. All right. I think I think that's a good point, Sage. I was gonna bring that up when you finished that thought, but you went straight to it. That's that's it. Is is uh, songwriters or people creating? in that way can just pivot to these online platforms. But, the, but my bandmates, right. you know, and folks who play an instrument and generally are side people in a band right. have a tougher time putting themselves. Yeah. And I'm not that. saying there's not a market for saxophonists who want to play solo acts for three hours in a row in a live stream, but I'm, I, <laughs> it's just not, <laughs> not something that I think is very sustainable. 
Right. Should reach out to the bands who are doing it on Facebook and just be like, hey, I'm a saxophone player, would love to join y'all, whatever. How would you, how would you doing, imagine? How would that work? I was gonna say, sorry. We've been doing like uh, like videos and stuff, collaborative videos, piecing mm -hmm. together those kinds of things. We can't do live streams that are streamed yeah. from different locations at the same time because the lag is just mm. insane. I, I went to Petco today. Did you know that Petco is an essential service? Yeah, I have a dog. Have you been to Petco lately? Actually, I think I went to Pet Smarts and it was like a couple weeks ago. But yeah, I mean, I had to get some food. What, what about playing there? <laughs> Just bring my snacks with <laughs> Everybody seemed to be. There's no one anywhere except there in Petco. <laughs> yeah, I just run up and jump on like the the cash register and just start. Well, I mean, just outside in the parking lot, no one's gonna. St I mean, you guys could set up outside in the parking lot at Petco. Yeah. No Maybe. one's gonna stop you, and people would love it, actually. Maybe Brian can offer some two cents here on on the the buskers go get it entrepreneurial spirit. Like, where could the where is the gorilla uh, gig at this point? Do you think that's an inside or outside? Ooh. Outside for safety, let's say. It's me, man. Mm -hmm. Well, Brian, what are you doing? I'm doing other shit. Like what? Like working on like my house. It's like. <laughs> Why don't you take your guitar and go and play it? Why don't you play a pickup? I hadn't thought about it until now, Grant. But what I didn't know Petco was a hot spot. <laughs> That's what tip. I just found out today. But I mean, you're you're a street performer. You could just play on a different street. Man, um, I, I didn't realize like what opportunities were out there until I talked to you. Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> Let's all go down to Petco. Allison can good. film it. It's New Orleans Petco concert. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, no, I don't, we don't have anything to do with it's New Orleans, but we, Allison, what do you think? Or is there any value in that? Oh, yeah, I think so. Absolutely. You can say, you know, bringing all the dogs together. The dogs and I are playing this weekend at Petco. Couldn't you, couldn't you put together some little film that would go, you know, I don't know, you can't predict that it'll absolutely. go viral, but. Absolutely. <laughs> let's do it. I, you know, I think Petco PetSmart would be a great way too because people want to get out of their house and they, you know, pet lovers will never not go to Petco or PetSmart. Like, let's be well, real. I wasn't allowed to enter Petco itself, the shop. You have to get the stop to the table outside and you have That's to. That's even better. So they're stuck yes. outside with the concert. People are all hanging out outside waiting. Some people wearing masks, some people not wearing masks, all just waiting around for dog food. They're a captive audience, and so, I bet you people would show up from all over the place. We need, it's a we great need idea. To, we yeah, need those church, those church parishioner tip things, but like 20 <laughs> feet long. Yeah, <laughs> With yeah, a, a long, <laughs> like the pizza oven. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that thing. And then you just get a medley going with like, who let the dogs out? Cats in the cradle. <laughs> uh, change all the else? subject matter to dogs. Mm -hmm. yeah, Allison, you should put this together. A dog concert. <laughs> Allison, what about putting this together and, and filming the whole thing? You got it. Okay. You got it. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Hey, I was going to say that or stick every mile marker in Audubon Park. You can have a different person play every mile marker. Another good idea. How are the parks in New Orleans? Are they open still? Because I know they were closing last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're open. There's people there. It's there's crazy. tons of people at Audubon Park. There's you like, there's, there's way too many people at Bayou St. John. 
it's insane. It's packed. I mean, you could have your own rock and roll race at Audubon Park and just play at every mile marker like rock and roll marathon does. I mean, <laughs> it's insane. You can host it. Put it on. <laughs> okay. Brian, you want to play something? No, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the correct answer, I think. Well, he broke his string, right? Okay. All right. Do you write your own stuff too, Brian? Oh, I do. I did more in the past. I've I've really been focusing most of my energies on other stuff for like the last five years or so. But yeah, I, I write songs. Are you still playing on Royal Street though? Uh, yeah, like I I play like almost never presently. But you know, if you'd asked me that question six months ago, I was playing all the time. So the last six months, you've had a bit of a change of life. Yeah, I've just like, I just do, I like have another job basically. And I've just been putting energy into that. And, um, and also my partner is this, uh, my typical, my usual singing partner is this gerontological guy who's been sick for like the last year or so. He's gerontolo gerontological, did you say? He's, yeah, he's like a pushing, pushing 80, my partner. You have a, you have a, like a duo with an 80 year old partner yeah yeah what do you grandpa, guys call grandpa it Elliot's his name what? What? simon and garfunkel what's his name grandpa Elliot. he's the guy that you is you see all over the place he's been sitting down there for years and then he yeah. became like didn't he become like a viral tv star yeah youtube youtube star with what was that song stand by me or something stand by me yeah wow so he's your singing partner i mean i back i would say that more like i'm like his guitar player but how yeah. did you hook that up how'd that happen i'll just you know i think we were both just really desperately needing somebody to <laughs> play music with are you the heir to the uh his audience his, his corner <laughs> yeah well his audience is you know his, his audience so they don't they don't even know who i am i don't think hmm well you're very self-effacing I must say. Well, he's just got an he's just like an internet star and i would say you know uh, in new orleans he's not as famous as he is outside of new orleans really yeah who's the most famous person down there doreen what's her name the, the clarinet the clarinetist yeah she's amazing she cool. is amazing. great she's up there her and tanya tanya huang she's what, what when i used to pedicab i was probably asked about uncle lionel more often than i was about any other oh yeah street musician just by people who um, you know had wanted to see if he was down there while they happened to be wandering around didn't uncle Lionel did you have to tell him that he was dead uh i meant uh grandpa, grandpa elliot okay grandpa. yeah <laughs> definitely two <laughs> different people taste is gone damn thomas it <laughs> is is world famous though now <laughs> What's that? Okay, Brian, well, you, you must be the heir to, the, to his audience, surely. So what are you going to play us? I'm going to play a song um, that I wrote about, about the government. This is maybe 10 years old. All right. Government moves so slow, you know. <laughs> okay. 6 a.m. at the Mickey D's. I had a Mick Cafe in front of me. It was just us boys at the table there Talking so loud anyone could hear 
I was just enjoying the conversation. When the boys started talking education, I could feel that blood run up to my head. And when I opened my mouth, this is what it said. That this dang old government, they're just a bunch of thieves and fools. They'd rather send our kids to wars than send our kids to schools. This dang old government can't get nothing done. Keeping old glory so wrapped in red tape. She can't fly in Washington. No, she can't. She can't fly. Thusly, I had said my peace, and the blood had mostly left my face. I excused myself, and I got up. I went to go refill my coffee cup. But when I rejoined that conversation, the boys started talking corporation. Just to hear that word, I began to burn. I got so mad I couldn't wait my turn to say this dang old government, they need to make big business pay. All the workers who can't work when the work gets shipped away. This dang old government, they're gonna bail out all the banks. Well, every year I pay my tax and not one word of thanks. No siree, no siree ball. Well, I grabbed my cup and I looked about me and I told the boys they would have to get on without me. As I got up to go throw my cup away, they were talking on young folks these days. Staying up all night and playing Xbox games. Staring all day at their iPhone screens. Said one of the boys indignantly. It's no wonder they've all got ADD. Now I was making my way out the Mickey D's. When somebody blamed drug companies. I couldn't help myself, I lost control. And I went back to the boys to let them know that this dang old government, they don't care about you and me. No, that they're just trying to do right by the big drug company. This dang old government and this dang old war on drugs, they don't want no competition. For the big drug company thugs, this dang old government, it's full of self-important lawyers, too busy getting rich to get this ego back on course. This dang old government, it's hanging from a bunch of strings in the hands of some businessman who's really running things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. What'd you guys think of that? That was great.
That was amazing. I was really, uh, what, once you sung lawyer, I was really curious what you're going to rhyme with lawyer. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that was really cool. I appreciate all of the words in that. That's a great song. Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, I thought that was great, man. Thanks for, thanks for playing that. It's interesting that it's 10 years old because it couldn't be more current. Hmm. Turns out nothing changes, Grant. Apparently. Exactly. You got to do something exactly. with that song. It's a great song. Do you play it much? Uh, I play it on, on the street, like whenever I'm out there on my own, yeah. So is that a good barometer of being on the street of a good song? Can you tell, like, do people react instantly? You can tell? I mean, I tend to, like, I, if I play a song that nobody knows and I get a reaction, I'm, like, kind of dialed into maybe there's music fans in town. <laughs> um. You know, it just depends on it. Just depends on what, like, what's in town, really. You know, like if it's, it's, not, sport, it's, it's a big sports event. Like nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna notice. Okay, so it depends on the audience. So that's so. interesting. So, because it's a pretty good guide if you're sitting out there. So there's no such thing as a universally good song. Oh, Grant, you're, you're as good a judge as anybody, I think. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. I would have thought that sitting on the street there and playing a song, you would be able to really get it an instant response because people just walk away if they don't like it. But you're saying there's a difference between football fans and the brain surgeons convention. Oh, yeah. The doctors, man, they're like patient people. God bless them. Wow. Well, that's a little depressing. I thought there would be like a, there's a universal audience for music. Even yeah. that is not universal. I mean, you can't expect everybody to be in the mood for a good song all the time, you know? It's like, you know, everybody likes apple pie, but, you know, I'd pass by a piece of apple pie if I got my mind on something else, you know? <laughs> Grant, who's uh, Christopher Roth? He's in the waiting oh, he's room. he's okay. He's fine. He's good? Yep, we can let him in. Okay, so we published a link to... Um, somehow this whole Facebook thing is fucked up today. It didn't work at all. Yeah. But here's Chris Roth. He was on our show last week during the porno storm. Yeah. Do you believe in like universal aesthetics, like generally, Grant? I would have, yes. I would have thought that there's such a thing as generally accepted beauty and generally accepted what is really regarded as good music or good art. I think people don't give a shit about, you know, what stuff that happens in between. But people generally agree on what's good and what's terrible, don't you think? I no. do think that somehow <laughs> there is such a thing as like good art and bad art where that line is. And the reasons why are more in my opinion about like sloppy craftsmanship or a lot of times though, not necessarily all the time because of like confusion or a complete lack of intent or like, <laughs> that the artist's mark isn't honest enough, maybe, generally speaking, but like, universal aesthetics is something that I've like spent a lot of time thinking about, like the golden mean and stuff like that, but I've never, I haven't come up with anything useful. Well, what about just popularity? I mean, there's obviously stuff that becomes super popular for some reason, not because it's necessarily good, or is it? Like a I giant mean, most, hit song. Most us. music uses like, western tonality and i guess there's quite a bit of evidence to suggest that all humans sort of feel the same way about consonants versus dissonance that is to say we hear it in the same way it doesn't mean that you 
it doesn't mean that we all think that dissonance is ugly and consonance is beautiful. It just means that we, that we experience music similarly. And apparently maybe just because of like cultural norms, we think about it similarly, but who knows why like uh, the idea of tonality is seemingly so universal versus like, I mean, that could, I guess, that does seem to point to like a universal aesthetic, the presence of the golden mean in like all other sorts of art forms. Well, why do sense. all of us listen to that song that Brian just played for us and we all thought it was great? Well, birds of a feather is the other thing that could be going on with this whole. I'll tell you I what, Grant, I think you're wrong because anything that rises to the top is not just based on how good it is. Take a look at John Prine who just passed. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's hip knows him, but not everyone in the world knows who he was. Funny you, know? you say that because that song reminded me of John Prine that Brian sang. Mm -hmm. Did you think that while he was playing it? Yeah, yeah it definitely had like a, your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for yeah. real. Like a sort of, a, there was like a, a like subtle humor to it. You know what I, I, what I mean is like the voice of the, of, of the song was outraged, but it was lighthearted and funny because of that. Cleverly observed, like a serious theme, but cleverly observed in a personal sense. I appreciate that the setting was McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could shoot that there, Allison, at McDonald's. Is McDonald's open? I think so. It's absolutely the same. Drive-through. The drive-through drive is open. But the ice cream machine's broken. <laughs> okay, so we could do one at McDonald's <laughs> and one at Petco. <laughs> Vince, you, you want to play something else? So, Vince, before, before we get let you play something, so you have like a... Uh, a fundraising like an Indiegogo thing or something going on? Yeah, we started an Indiegogo campaign before um, this whole, you know, crisis happened. And uh, we only picked it for a month. But when the crisis happened, we felt bad about asking anybody for any money, you know, for merchandise or anything during these times. So we just prolonged it an extra two months and told everybody just to wait to donate until they have the money. Because I know everybody's pretty much broke right now or out of a job, and, you know. Yeah, bad time for an Indiegogo fundraiser, I guess. Very bad time, yeah. I was uh, trying to freeze it, but you can't freeze it. You can only extend it. So, uh, how much do you need? Well, we need we need we're halfway there. We got a, we got a grand so far, and we need two grand to get there. And we've covered you know most of the. It's not all. The, we're not asking for the full expense. We're covering most of that on our own. We just needed that last little bit just to get it working and get it get everything right. You know. And is Indiegogo the same as the other things where you get like a? There's a reward of some sort. Yes, yes. It's not just a, like donation. It's uh, like, you know, if you want, uh, you know, merchandise, they have merchandise packages and sticker sign packages and different things for, I guess, whatever fan, you know, the level of the fan that, that they want right. to contribute or buy or whatever. So are you still, are people still giving you money? Is it still open? Uh, it's still open, but we, we haven't posted the link in weeks and we haven't okay. asked anybody for any money just to, just to you know, I, I feel bad. Chris Roth is here. I see he's got a lot of money. So, oh yeah, right, Grant. I thought maybe he'd be able to help you out. Look up the highlights on Indiegogo. We're poor, so we'll, well, we'll make it make some money when you come when we do the show at Petco. Yeah, yeah. true. Allison will get in touch with you about that. Vince, you want to play something? Yeah, let's play some. All right, cool. This song is uh, also on our debut EP, and it's called False Wall. <laughs> Swim to 
forge most honestly. Cause fear is a jaded opinion that lives by a frightened man who looks away as he speaks so confidently but will never truly understand that tomorrow you can die of cancer or of a massive heart attack. Your expedition could get cut short so quickly up from the most important acts just like Okay, so would you say that's a song about hopelessness and despair? That song is actually called False Walls because it's kind of about um, battling demons that aren't really there. Like they're all in your head until you get there and you realize that that wall is kind of invisible because you just crossed it. But okay. in your head, it, it seems like a giant brick wall. 
It's got it's got the description of an actual heart attack in there. Yeah, it's a, the chorus is tomorrow you could die of cancer or of a massive heart attack. Tomorrow you could die of cancer or a massive heart attack is the chorus of a song. Yeah, my left arm kind of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's nothing. Knock on some wood for you, bud. What was that? The first draft of the lyric, or did you have start off with something else like a stroke or something? <laughs> what made you what made you care i've never heard a song that's got that lyric like that in it is really? it common in your songwriting experience uh and a lot of the songs that i write i kind of like uh I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with uh you know death and time and life and how much we have here and how we don't appreciate it until it's gone so it's kind of like a lot of my uh my lyrical content is about that type of stuff okay so that's what you're that's what you're focused on. Yeah, you got to live now. Well, it's a good time to be aware of that. That's for sure. Makes you appreciate a lot of the little things you don't have right now, right? It's a weird, it's a weird time. Sage, what are you doing all day? And if you can't play the saxophone, then I still play the saxophone. Are you just playing for yourself? I mean, you can't play. Well, okay, so um, right, yeah, practicing sometimes, but also uh, my current roommate and I are um, we're both saxophonists. And we're doing saxophone quartets, sometimes like arrangements for saxophone quartet, where we each record all of the parts individually and then kind of compile them together. And we've started a series called Day Drinking Duets, which <laughs> combines like my two favorite things where we get to like drink a bunch of really good whiskey and then try to play a saxophone quartet by ourselves. It's real fun. Y'all killed good after, time. by the way. I saw Thank you. That. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. It was fantastic. That was awesome. You that, a freak, so... It was really fun. I saw I saw one of those on Facebook. How do you record that? Because it's got it's got like four different parts in it. Right, right, right. So the two of us together play four different saxophones: um, alto, tenor, barry, and soprano. And uh, and so we record. Well, actually, for Toto, we decided to record them two at a time. So Mark played soprano while I played alto to lay down those parts, and then we combined that in a video. Oh, what just happened? I don't know. With, uh, moves around. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, it's dislocating. Where did you go? I don't know. I don't know. My video just cut out. It was very strange. Your name's there, though. Okay, well, I guess I'll so, keep talking. <laughs> but, that but is weird. Did it's you know Mark was a saxophone player before he moved into your house? He didn't move into my house. I moved into his. Um, during the quarantine, like the beginning of the quarantine, we'd been spending a lot of time together anyway because we're, we're both saxophonists and we were in the same band. And uh, there we go. Uh Are you both in Spy Lights or is this a different band? Different band. So um, he and I were the saxophone section or the sax squad for a band called In Business that I think I've talked to you about before um, a while back. We, you know, played a lot of like weird space funk music. It was cool. It was cool for a good time. And uh, so we took that and sort of ran with it as a horn section. We called ourselves Hashtag Sax Squad. And now we're doing day drinking duets with four <laughs> saxophones and you're you not know, a couple you're just roommates yeah exactly that's pretty interesting professional roommate saxophone player. <laughs> what program are you using to uh get the audio and video together for our first run which was kind of by trial and error we did um like several individual videos and then compiled them using imovie mm-hmm for the one that we're going to release tomorrow that we're going to film either today or tomorrow, basically, um, we're using acapella. Have you heard of that app? I haven't, no. 
Yeah, I hadn't heard of it either, but Mark has one, the app anyway. And I think there's like a an unpaid version where you can make like a 30 second video or something or a one minute video. Mm -hmm. And then there's the paid version where you can make any length video. Cool. So he luckily has the paid version, which is works How drunk do you have to be to do this? You know, we, we, uh, we varies. <laughs> That's a breathalyzer on it. So far, too, yeah. I mean, I was going to say I'm done with my <coughs> champagne. So, do you have a case of now. this stuff? Where Where are you getting it from? <laughs> well, you were mentioning the maple leaf. I have some good friends who work over there, and they kind of hooked me up. Shout out to Alyssa. Wherever they you steal it out of the maple leaf. <laughs> they don't steal it. It was going to go bad, so they give it to the musicians. Champagne doesn't go bad. What are you talking about? I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Can't no, you keep that, champagne for like a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to question it. If somebody puts yeah, don't champagne ask questions. And okay. Stuff and just, That's awesome. Yeah, hey, listen, you know, we, there's no real reason for us to get out of here in an hour. We can just hang out as long as we want. Andrew, do you want to play something? Oh. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, normally we'd have to go by now, but we can stay for a few more minutes. Oh. I'd like to hear Andrew play something too. I like Andrew's music. I don't know who that was who said that, but I agree. That was Vince. Vince, good job. Yeah, let's do, very distinctive do one more song, Grant. Thomas, can we allow to do one more? Yeah, these kids ain't these kids got got to eat here soon, Chief. So uh... okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the dinner time already? Man, yeah. Yeah, you can there. see All them right, running okay. into frame, like demanding my attention. How about this, right? then? Andrew plays a song, and then we'll wrap it all up. I think we should make your kids special guests in a future show. Trust me, they would love bring it. them on with background music for each of them. Okay, and we'll have you know questions ready for them slated. We'll figure uh, out why this. I'm all for it for sure. sure. Yeah, um, this one's called <laughs> "Coming Down Over Here." Matches turned into morning, but I've been morning all night. Lord, and it just keeps storming. My power's gone. So I'll write by candlelight Yeah, I'm writing a letter Don't know if I'll ever send Ain't nothing you haven't heard It's in different words, but I'll tell you It says, babe, it's been storming At least it has so far Yes, I saw the clouds forming, but I didn't think it would be this hard. Maybe tomorrow I'll see it all so clear. Is it raining where you are? Cause it's coming down over here. I took a moment to sleep, babe. 
sometimes these days I forget Cause when it was you and me, babe Felt like the sun never set But I went and blew out my candle With just one gentle breath Reignite in the flame It don't work the same Unless you got one good match Baby, it's been storming At it has so far I guess I saw the clouds forming But I didn't think it would be this hard Baby, tomorrow I see it all so clear. Is it raining where you are? It's coming down over here. And if I should ever see you out there on the street, you try to talk about the weather or whatever keeps your mind from me. I'd say, baby, it's been storming. At least it has so far. Guess I saw the clouds forming, but I didn't think it would be this hard. Maybe tomorrow I'll see it all so clear. Is it raining where you are, babe? Yes, beautiful, Andrew, thank you. Dude. Very nice. Everybody's muted, so nobody can tell you how much they like. It's just like a live stream. That's what you got to get used to. With the live stream is nobody claps. You know, it's weird. what is that like? Actually, that does look pretty weird. The worst part is the witty banter. You know, you you tell your little jokes that usually get a laugh at a show. <laughs> you, you just get nothing every time. You just get more and more uh, uh, self doubtful, and then you play a song. Mm. <laughs> well, I can tell you what that's called. That's called like being on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting there by yourself like a, in a room saying all this clever stuff, and then you don't know whether it's actually clever or just fucking stupid. That's why you have a little John <laughs> DJ guy, right? Who like cackles. That's the shock. Yeah, job. you need the, you need a sidekick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy with the guy with that. Like, yeah. Booey, right? That's funny, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, listen. I suppose we do have to get out of here because Thomas's kids need to eat. Yeah. What are they going to eat? Am I the only one with children in this entire group? Is that, you is are that now, correct? You are now. Young, yeah. Four now. Wow. You people don't know kids. how lucky you have it. Let me put it that way. <laughs> oh, we do. We do. We did it on purpose. Yeah. Well, you know what you could do, though? If you need anything to eat, you could kill a chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that works. Just remember to take the intestines out. I mean, Thomas, to a large degree, I'm, I was like, I'm disappointed that they're gone. You know, like it was. Uh, oh, yeah. No, the kids are great. They're also terrible it, for sure. It was, it Absolutely. Was, I, I fully I fully agree with that. It was it, it was a blessing. It was so much fun. 
every day. And, and it there. was so very painful. I built a treehouse for one of the girls, which was one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life. And I did it mostly with her. And then she never, ever played in it, which <laughs> was like. Just like having your own kids. Yeah, like kind of painful. But so I guess, you know, when. This is the girlfriend you met as a result of being on happy hour and complaining about not having a girlfriend. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> this has worked out pretty good then. This has turned out to be a real relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So far it has like, yeah, it's going fine. Everything's great. How cool is that? Okay. Well, listen, I'm pretty stoked. We've been, <laughs> the show while does we've good been talking, do you guys sign up for these texts from this thing called NOLA alert? No. What, what should we know? That yeah. we NOLA ready. This is what I got while well, the show's been going on. Mayor Cantrell extended stay home order through May 16th. Okay. So, see you next week. Expecting that at least, honestly. My house. See you there. Well, Sage, you're stuck at your place. You're stuck in your place with these two guys who have just probably given you a virus by the way. I got it. Yeah. Definitely got it. Do you guys stay six feet apart while you're playing in this band together? We're about four. Four feet. It's hard to tell how big that room is from there. Yeah. It's actually kind of, it's a bedroom. It's a little, it's kind of small. It's a little home. Okay. Well, I hope you're safe. Thank you. We Who are. knows? I think we are. So that's fucked up till the 16th of May at least. So, Damn. and school is closed, of course. They're done for the year. Yeah. To done. the end of the school year. So mm -hmm. that's for sure. Okay. Well, I guess definitely we'll, I mean, every week I think maybe that's the end of it and we'll go back to the Maple Leaf, but. We won't be doing that this week, so I guess we'll see you back here. Sure. I was going to say, yeah. Thanks for that, uh, that last little tidbit, you know, ending this on a real strong Yeah, it's, a, it's an up, it's an up note. Super optimistic. Fuck. Oh, my God. But how, really, how long can we do this for? How long can we go on like this? I mean, really, how long can we go on like this? As long as I'm living off of my mother's Social Security, I think... <laughs> How much does she get? Can we all uh, move in there? I don't know. I don't ask those <laughs> kinds of questions. Can you do something? I mean, can you go shovel out like chicken shit for somebody or something? Oh, yeah. I mean, my grandpa has a farm. I'm probably going to help him out there. Uh, my mom also has a few properties in sort of like the area. We're planning on going. Well, don't in, like, tell the government that if she's getting Social Security. Is that... <laughs> is there any means test for social security no i think that like lots of kinds of income are okay for people who are getting social security uh, you get social security because you paid into it your entire working life not because right. you have a certain need okay actually right? we're on to a whole new story here we have to ah oh, sorry that's elvin <laughs> we're on to a whole new thing here now with the mom's got a whole bunch of properties in arkansas and not like a whole bunch it's not like it's got a farm <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. Dog <laughs> is telling you to save it for another week. We're yeah, going she is. to have she, time. So to do take the dog out. You got to feed the kids. She's telling Look, me that it's bedtime her. or yeah, dinner time. I mean, chicken. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. That's been happy hour for another week. Vincent Giovanni from Spylights has been here. Alison Herrera, who you can find find online at Uptown Girl Media. Is that correct? Yeah, that's perfect. And Brian Hudson, when are we going to be able to come and see you and get talk therapy? Oh, um, whenever you like. I mean, I'm I'm available. You're available right now. Well, you know, I'm like, feeling pretty depressed. I, I, I can tell you. Where Where do we find you? 
Uh, just just Google me. I can. We'll just Google you, Brian Hudson. Yeah, Brian Hudson therapy. Brian Hudson therapy. All right. Easy enough to remember. Thanks, everybody. That's been happy hour for another week. Hard to believe, isn't it? The producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Our music producer is Monique Pyle. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. And Andrew Searock Searock is our digital producer. Our Facebook live feed director normally is Asher Griffith when he's not shooting chickens in the head. Christian Unruh is our music consultant. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour in your own home, Drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com. You can also check out many other happy hours that we made before this one, especially ones we made when we used to be allowed to go to a bar and other shows we make here too called Like Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Chalker, and our award-winning podcast about death, which is called Death, a podcast. You can find other great Louisiana podcasts as well at itsacadiana.com and it's Baton Rouge.LA. You can keep up with us on a bunch of time cycle social media between shows like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find those links on our website, itsneworleans.com. You can find photos from this show, believe it or not, on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Happy Hour Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur and you can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, thanks for subscribing to us. If your podcast app has a share option, try telling a couple of friends about happy hour the show is recorded live today on zoom from our various individual homes happy hours of production i know broadcasting for it's new for andrew duhon everybody around uh, the screen here on zoom thanks for joining us we'll be here for another couple of weeks apparently on zoom i'm grant morris please stay home and stay safe and we'll see you back here next week for more happy hour